you want to bring out the best in Michael, tell him he can't do something. Or he can't do it as good as somebody else. And uh, I think that he takes it as a personal challenge to go out and do it just to prove you wrong. This is the Creative Coaching Podcast with Mike Lopez, where we showcase coaches, leaders, influencers, journeys, and experiences so you can be inspired and work to get better every day. Follow us on Twitter at CreativeCoach47, on IG at Creative Coaching Podcast. Listen on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, rate and review. We really appreciate that. So here we go. Today's guest is Marcus Alvarado. Coach Alvarado is the head coach for the boys program at the McCollum High School on the south side of San Antonio, Texas. We talked to him today about his journey in the game and about his perspective on leadership and personal growth. Hope you enjoy this podcast and you look to get better every day. Welcome to the podcast, Coach. Yes, sir, Mike. I appreciate you, my man. Thank you for having me. Nah, man, I, I appreciate you. Uh, you know, sometime back you had me on your podcast, the Coaching Connections <laughs> yes, podcast, and I and I just I was so thankful for that and honored uh, to be on. Uh, I know during COVID we have all these creative ideas, and some people executed them, some people didn't, but you did. And uh, so, I mean, I was really here again, honored to be on. So, kind of returning the favor, basically, but. Uh, you know, would have you on anyways, because you're one of the up and coming coaches. And then I don't say up and coming because you've been up, but in, in uh, I guess in the coaching world, people are going to get to know you better, especially uh, now with how you've had success where you're at at McCollum High School. Uh, people are going to get to know you better. And so I uh, just want to get you on now before I can't get a hold of you later. So uh, <laughs> appreciate, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate the love, Mike. And, uh, and uh, I don't think I would ever be that way. You, 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 uh, <laughs> I would always answer your phone call, Mike. There you go. There you go. Got you. Now, now whew, I can breathe. I was I was holding my breath, man, making no. sure that was the case. But in any event, brother, I started off like I do every podcast and that. How were you introduced to the game of basketball coming out of the south side of San Antonio? The south side? Uh, uh, well, you know, it started with my dad. You know, he, he was an, an athlete. He loved to uh, just whatever sport was happening, we go outside and play. Okay. And so the, the love really just started with my father. He, um, you know, obviously basketball was the main the main sport we could play at any time, just one on one or shooting around. Um, so just playing with him a lot and watching watching the games on TV with him, you know, obviously you develop that relationship with your father uh, through something like that, and then. And then he was ultra competitive, man. He <laughs> he wouldn't let me win for nothing, and uh, he was mean and he was tough, and he had, he had talked a lot of smack, and so and so. Um, that would that's how I learned. I also had had that competitive fire because it would make me upset, but in a, in a way that made like, hey, you want to beat me, better better work. So I'd, yeah. I'd stay outside. He go inside. I stay outside for hours, just shooting, and shooting, and shooting, yeah. and. Um, and so just just through that relationship I, I, with my father and, and just growing up in the neighborhood and playing ball you know, at the rec centers and the parks, and, and you kind of just fall in love with it. Yeah. And so my, I would say my dad and, and the NBA on, on NBC or whatever. Right. <laughs> made you me know, fall in love with the game. Marv Albert and Bob Costas, man. Nothing better than 
than hearing their voices on a, on a Saturday afternoon or a Sunday afternoon, yep. man. That's a good stuff. Man, you know, I, I hear the, the theme song in my head right now as you're saying that. <laughs> exactly. You know, you know that. How do you not hear it? Yeah, yeah. You know Fox Sports uh, uses it now for college basketball. And it's, yep. and it's not quite the same, but, you know, it's good to hear it. But, uh, sure. but yeah, no, nah, man, good stuff with your dad. I mean, I, that reminds me of me and my pops. I mean, kind of the same situation where, you know, my dad wasn't wasn't the he, he was a football player, good athlete, but wasn't necessarily a basketball player where I had to, like, you know, overcome this huge mountain of, of, of a basketball player. But he was that way, man. He never let me win. And I think that just yeah. that drove our competitiveness through the roof. And, uh, and I think, and I think other people paid the price for it later because they were like, man, I had a principal one time tell me when I was in middle school, I was outside playing and he's, he came up and he says, you know, Mike, you're, you're ruthless. And I'm like, well, yeah, because my dad wouldn't let me win. So I'm not going to let anybody win out here. So yeah, I feel that completely dude. Like I, I, I can relate. So yeah. And that's good stuff, man. Cause no better relationship to have with your pops in a situation like that with something you love with someone you love. It just it just, sure. it just grows a great bond. Now, what was your experience as a player? Because sometimes we all we see the game and we were good at it or we weren't good at it, and so we kind of had a had a skewed view of it. But what was your lens looking through? Uh, you know, as far as the game and how you were coached and how you played coming up. Um, well, I had a I had a coach who was very fundamental in high school. He's very fundamentally based. You know, he he wanted us to. Uh, to dress a certain way, act a certain way, and mm-hmm. and uh, drill a certain way when we would practice and 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 execute our stuff. It was, it was just very fundamental in everything he did, and so he also realized that we we were a bunch of smaller guards. Even though I'm I'm like six three, I was the biggest guy on the team. So yeah, uh, we were all guard based, and and we could handle the ball and, and shoot it. And so. Um, and so we all came up shooting the shooting the three ball. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and so that's kind of my foundation there with you know my high school coach and uh, and just kind of learning how to play the game the right way. Yeah. And um, and understanding how important discipline is and how important it is to pay attention to the details of things. Um, and we had success when I was when I was in, in high school as far as playing for that guy. You know, he laid the foundation in that regard. Because before then, he just kind of, he just kind of playing and doing whatever he wants. Yeah. And he came in and 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 uh, said, "This is how you're supposed to play the game." And and I was all ears and soaked it all up as much as possible. And you're still connected to this day, right? With, yeah, with, with to your, this day, to yeah. this day. And that's fantastic. Like, you know, no pun intended with your podcast, coaching connections, but to stay connected to the people who were in, you know, intri- played an integral part in your basketball uh upbringing you know learning For the sure. game like you're talking about is very important uh i think uh, you know, go ahead no i was just gonna say that was kind of the whole point behind the name you know it can go the connection part means a million different things your connection with your players mm-hmm. uh, the connections you make with other coaches yeah you know but but really those lifelong relationships that not a, not a whole lot of professions get to, to develop but as coaches you know we're blessed to uh, work with these with these athletes and develop this rapport to where he, he was at my wedding. You know, I've had former players call me about their, about their, their weddings or their players. I mean, their, their children being born and just wonderful things happening in their lives. And so that connection piece, as you're saying, is, is, is uh, we're lucky to be able to have that. For sure. 
for sure. That's kind of the whole goal behind it sometimes. And I think uh, you having that experience with your coach and then it begat that with you and your players. And I like how you called uh, your, your play, your players, kids, players too, because it's like their future players coming in or something. So yeah, that's the way you see it. Yeah. You know, hey, one of my former players just had a baby player and let's go. <laughs> Let's get him ready. <laughs> so, yeah, that's good stuff, man. Now, who would you say or what would you say influenced you to go into coaching? Because now that you've been a coach for for some time now, you know, like, you, you saw, probably saw the good parts of it and maybe not the tough parts of it, but who was, who was integral in, in kind of influencing you or, or what influenced you to do that? Well, I, I think, you know, thinking back, on, I think my drive to, to naturally want to help people Mm-hmm. and serve people. And um, and so I, I just found education, being an educator and, and a basketball coach as, as uh, the best vehicle for me to be able to do that myself. You know, everybody has their own ways of getting back and, and, and doing things. I just found, I figured this is my way to, to do that. Yeah. You know, and then again, going back to my high school coach and seeing how he was able to impact my life and thinking, you know, that was pretty, it was pretty profound. And so if I, if I can, you know, some way, you know, mirror that, you know, through the profession, then then I would love to do it, you know, and give back to my community in that regard. And so, getting to know my coach was Coach Randy Evans. You know, that was that was big. And then, and then watching, you know, I didn't play for Coach Jerry Soto, but watching him coach my brothers and and the success they had and and the, the profound impact he had on their lives and, and their teammates' lives, and just watching what he's what he's doing now in the community, you know, our superintendent and uh, and just the leadership he's providing for a whole, whole community yeah. um, and getting to know him through that, through all of these avenues. Um, you know, those, those are very inspiring people to me. And so just trying to follow their lead and, and, um, and those guys really, really uh, through their actions, not so much saying, Hey, you should be a coach, but just watching them do what they do inspired me to want to do the same. Yeah. Cause you see them every day. You see them every day. You see how they get along with other guys. Like, that was always the thing for me is, like, I saw my coaches, how they interacted with other, you know, students and other people. And I was like, I like That's that. It. Like, I want to be like that. There's something about that that, like, they're not fake. They're the same person yeah. all the time. And I love that. You know, maybe there's somebody That's different it. at home, but I didn't care because I saw who they were, you know, in my world. And, uh, you know, I didn't know Coach Evans. I know Coach Soto. I don't get him say I know him too, too well, but... Man, you know, you're talking about guys who were, you know, doing things that are missional, you know, you yeah. know, working, educating kids on the south side of San Antonio isn't a walk in the park. And that's not something you you take lightly, especially if you're from the community. You take it, you take it as a calling. And so, yeah, good stuff, man. I really appreciate you saying that because I think those who are listening that want to get into the coaching profession, you need to really understand why they're doing what they're doing. Otherwise, stay away. Stay far away, you know, get a horse, move to the mountains, stay away. Uh, (laughs) Just the truth, man. So do you recall a memorable moment of your first experience as a coach where it was like, oh, wow, okay, this is real? Or like, man, I can't believe that just happened. Like anything? Well, well, just coaching in general, before I was a head coach, just just in general, another thing that helped me define the passion was, when I used to coach the Special Olympics uh, basketball team, and that was – some of the most fun I've ever had in my life. Just seeing the, the joy in these kids' faces, just for being able to, to be on the floor and play yeah. and compete with each other. Man, that was so refreshing. And 
and it just gave me such a beautiful perspective on things. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yes. but as far as the head coach goes, um, man, you know, my first game as a head coach, you know, was McCollum, we were playing against Southwest. And, uh, and I used to work at Southwest ISD, you know, for the basketball program as mm-hmm. an assistant. And, uh, so it was just a neat, neat, uh, a neat matchup for my opening. You know, when I got hired, got hired in October, uh, and so I had less than a month to prepare that year I got in. <laughs> wow. And so the schedule was already set. So we're playing a school I used to work at. And so, uh, and so we're playing, it's a good, it's a good little matchup. You know, we got a little lead in the fourth quarter. And for some reason, one of my, one of my guys, after the dead ball, he just jumps and hangs on the rim for no reason. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you're talking like a minute and a half left. And, uh, and he gets a check. He gets a check and the kid goes up and I think the kid missed the free throws. Uh, we got very lucky. We ended up winning by one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but you kind of, you kind of learn in the moment, like how important the little details are, yeah. you know, granted I was there less than a month. It's not like we talked about, don't hang on the rim after that ball. <laughs> uh, uh yeah. but, but still just like, the discipline and, and how important little things matter because uh, they, they can turn around and bite you in the butt if you're not if you're not careful. For sure. Uh, but that moment there, I was like, Whoo, we, we came out with a win my first game as a head coach, but uh, very easily could have been lost because of a, a silly technical foul. Yeah, no, and, and that's a great lesson because you don't want to overcoach either. You know, like you talked about, it's, sure. not, it's not like you're working on that. It's like you're looking at your your practice plan, like, okay, no hanging on the rim. We're going to do that after we work on our finishing <laughs> at the rim. Like, no, yeah. like you, you, it's one of those things that through the by and by of your process, you make sure that guys know, hey, let's not do anything silly, you know. And it's, so, yeah, great, great lesson to be learned. And I like that whole idea of what you're talking about, like facing the school that you used to work at. Like, I've been in those situations where not necessarily that, but facing a coach that I looked up to facing a coach that yeah. is like legendary. Like I remember the first oh, time. Oh, then that was. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I remember, yeah. I remember the first time I coached against Bogus and Bernal, they were on the same staff at Antonian. And I was like, so intimidated. Yet when we, <laughs> the end of the game, we were up by 24. I was like, yeah. okay, okay. And then, uh, kind of, yeah. you know, other coaches that I've, that I looked up to and then, I'm like, wow, I, I have a win against them. Wow, I, 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 I didn't know what to think. I didn't know how to, like, I thought it was just a dream. And so, yeah, I can, I can imagine that whole feeling. Have you ever, you've experienced something like that? Well, you just took the words out of my mouth because uh, that same year, my first year, with, you know, five games in, we were going to the, we went to the tournament, and, uh, and it, was, it was Antonio who played Bogus and, uh, and Bernal. Yeah. And uh, it was a double overtime game. We ended up losing by a couple, but it was a good game. And, uh, but no, when the game started, I look over and I'm like, man, that's a lot of wins on that bench. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm barely five games in and, uh, but it was a great experience and those guys have been good to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, Same. ever since then, you know, they've, they've been great, uh, people to call and, and, and talk hoops with and kind of get some advice when I need it. Yeah. I think for us, it was kind of like, it was just another game for them. And for, it, yeah. it, for us though, it was like, this is the Super Bowl. This is game seven of the finals. Like, you know, go big or go home. And they were just thinking, yeah, we just need to get our team ready. Uh, we just got to get them. We got to get them. We're going to, we're going to mess with the lineups, see who's doing yeah, better. Let's exactly. bring in this freshman, see if we can work him in somehow, you know. And so but we're thinking, no, I got to have the great, the greatest game plan. So yeah, you're right. A lot of wins, a lot of wisdom and, uh, and a lot, sure. of, a lot of character from those two gentlemen. Uh, so That's like, sure. so, so when you look at, you show up to work every day at McCollum High School, school you graduated from. 
What's that experience like and how gratifying is it? It's, uh, it's everything, man. And I, I, I love my community. Uh, I love the South Side. I love the McCullum community, the Hollandale ISD community. Uh, even though we got that huge rivalry with Hollandale, it's still, still a family. Yeah. Uh, some of my best friends, you know, they graduated from there. I just, I just love the area. Yeah. And so, um, you know, my dad and my uncles all grew up there. Went to McCollum. You know, me and my brothers and sister went there. And so, to be able to go back there and give back, you know, uh, you know, serve as a teacher and a coach. You know, even even before this, I, I was a teacher there. You know, we had our alumni tournaments there and gave scholarships back to the kids in the community. Yeah. And so, just being able to give back. Uh, it just means the world, man. Uh, you know, it's funny. You go to school, and some of the teachers that that were your teachers, or you know, they work there, and so now you develop a different relationship with them. And they're like, "Yeah, call me Joe, or or, or call me Susie," and, and uh, I'm just throwing names out there. And I'm like, "Yeah, I don't think I can do that, Mister Mister <laughs> Castillo, or something." You know, right, I, right. I, I can't call you by your first name. You know, that respect factor still there. Um, you know, but it's neat, man. It's fun. Uh, you know, I wake up every day and I don't ever, not even an ounce of like, man, I got to go to work today. You know, yeah. I just love getting up and going to work today. I'm blessed. You know, unfortunately, it was one of the goals I had, you know, coming into the profession. I was blessed to be able to do it, you know, fairly, fairly early. Now I was in my late 20s when I got the job. And, um, and uh, I don't plan on going anywhere as long as they love to have me. So I just hope I'm doing the community proud and, and doing the, the kids and the, and the parents and, and the families in the community justice. I think you are, man. Uh, kind of being an onlooker, being at a, a good, good number of your games this year, kind of watching y'all's growth, watching y'all's character more than anything, because uh, that's what I look for. I mean, I, I can see a team run, get up and down the court, do some fantastic things, but how they interact with each other, how they interact with the coach, probably means more to me than the winning, because yes, uh, there's teams that, that'll lose majority of their games, but they're good kids, they're good people. Uh, good families, everybody behind them, the community's great. And that goes for y'all too. You have a winning team and a, and a community that can get behind y'all that's solid, that's authentic. And I think that's uh, what San Antonio doesn't uh, sometimes recognize as much as they should. I think they're doing it more and it's great. Uh, but I think that that whole idea of uh, San Antonio being the seventh largest city in America Yet it's like the biggest small town in the world, in my opinion. Yes, sir. Uh, and, and I and I and I would say you guys do such a great job. You know, even going back, I reiterate about that tournament, that alumni tournament. Man, it's it's next level. It has a great a great goal behind it, and uh, yeah, the competitive juices are flowing. It's like in the air when you walk into those kind type of tournaments where it's like it's not even if you win or not. It's just about the bragging rights. Uh, yeah. of the whole thing. Like, yeah, we beat your class. We may not have won it all, but we beat your class and that's good enough for us. <laughs> you know, yeah. Stuff like that. You know, that's, that's, that's amazing. So yeah, kudos to, to y'all, man. Y'all do a great job. You have a great program, a great system uh, for the kids that y'all serve because you were one of those kids before. Right. And, uh, and I think you, you, who better to lead them than somebody who came from where they came from, walked the streets they walked, Played at the same, you know, went to Peter Piper's just like they did or whatever, you know, yeah. that, that's good stuff. Now, this year with COVID and all the pauses and all the craziness, chaos that was going on, how did you keep your players engaged and prepared? Because I saw y'all, y'all were engaged and y'all were very prepared. How did you go about doing that, coach? Well, I mean, we were pretty upfront. You know, I don't, I don't ever lie to my kids, uh, 
you know, so whenever something difficult was happening, whether it was COVID or the political climate, we'd have, we'd have serious conversations and we'd talk about things and, and they kind of put it all out there and answer any questions that we could as best as we could with our kids. And, and that way, uh, when it was time to focus on basketball, we can just focus on basketball. Yeah. And we, we knew we had an opportunity to do some great things this year. And so we didn't, we wanted to try to eliminate as many distractions as possible. So the best way we, we saw the coaching staff to do it was talk about it, talk about it early, um, answer questions as they come along. And then, and then when, when it's time to focus on hoops, we were able to focus on hoops. And so, um, well, that being said, just, like I said, preparation is everything. Yeah. Um, knowing, knowing what we had, who our personnel, what we wanted to do, the limited amount of time that every team had to do it and how we wanted to execute that. You know, we had to come up with a plan. And so we just planned. And, uh, and so just our, our daily habits, man, just, just going in there and focusing on what we needed to touch on, um, you know, going 20 and three in the regular season. I don't know if that's ever been done at McCollum. Wow. Um, um, I don't recall, you know, (laughs) so, so when, when we would see the guys kind of get comfortable too, you know, you know, when you kind of win some games, you know, complacency can set in. And so we, we would just ramp things up in practice or, or, make them uncomfortable to practice again, uh, kind of humble them a little bit. And, um, and to the kids credit, they responded every time and they, uh, <clears throat> and they understood what our team goals were and they were, they were all, all willing to put aside, you know, individual success for team success. And you no, know, that was beautiful to have that internal leadership uh, from our guys. So practices were brutal. They were intense. They were mm-hmm. fun. Uh, they were they were a war every day. You know, whatever we would separate teams and we'd change it up every every day. But yeah. whatever teams were going at it, they were there. It was it was fun, and so just finding ways to keep them, you know, keep them hungry, keep them engaged, new ways to challenge them. Yeah. Uh, but we were able to do that because we were able to address a lot of that outside stuff uh, yeah. away from the court. Yeah. And by doing that, we were able to focus on on basketball. You can't act like it doesn't exist. In other words, exactly. you can't try to avoid situations. You have to confront them. And I've known that, you know, from a lot of coaches that when there's a fire, they run to it. They don't run from it. Uh, sure. And I think that's what you're talking about. Like you confront the issues. You may not get in as, as detailed and in depth as maybe some of them need to have a one-on-one, but that's for their parents. And yep. uh, so, yeah, that's great, man, because so much has gone on. So much has transpired. It seems like we're kind of a little bit uh, out of it, but I doubt it. I, there's some coming up next, I'm sure. Unfortunately, I hate to be yeah. a negative Nelly, but, you know, there, <laughs> there's always going to be a challenge for the youth anyways because of because One of, way, shape, or form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always something for them to, to be challenged with. And just like that, whole, it's, 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 uh, it mirrors that of, uh, of being in the classroom. You're talking about okay. being an educator. You're talking about being a coach. The two are the same. And that's how you're, you're, that's how you're conducting business. And that's fantastic, man, because that really is a family situation where you can be, you can be the educator and the coach and the fun guy, if you will. Well, maybe not all the time. Sometimes you got to be the not so fun guy, but you get what I'm saying. That's great. Absolutely. That's great, man. So leadership, like I know that's something you, you, uh, you shine in, man, because I see her again. I see it. I see what I see. You guys play hard. They play all out for you. What's one of the most important components of leadership that you've had to apply during this time? Um, well, well, 
Well, during this whole, I mean, all the times, right? But but during this whole COVID situation and everything going on, just self discipline, okay, uh, and 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 that goes for all of us from top to bottom. Just having discipline, uh, we 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 had to understand things out, and obviously I can adjust it as we need to, but. I like to map out everything and, and plan, 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 you know, and with COVID and even just scheduling games this year was difficult. We, yeah. and practices and we had schedule and cancel and reschedule, cancel, reschedule about 8 million times. And wow. so, and, and another understanding to let go and, and kind of just controlling what you can control and, and letting go of the rest and not stressing over it. And so, and by doing that, you lead it by example, and your kids don't your kids don't see you stressed out over over um, these other things that you can't control. And, and by default, they start to follow your lead. And so, leading by example in that regard, but self discipline and our and our ability to come to work every day, uh, focus on what we can control, and um, and then our self discipline when we're gone. You know, yeah. <clears throat> now more than ever we we had this opponent that had nothing to do with basketball yeah and and i'm i'm, I'm fortunate to say that we I, I saw almost every program at some point shut down because of covid mm-hmm. and we never had to shut down you know for whatever reason uh, we were lucky or blessed or fortunate um but we never we never had to deal with covid uh with our varsity program we just we stress it every single day. Be self-disciplined. You have to self-monitor yourself. I know you can't control what your parents do. You can't control everything. But you can control what you can control in your direct vicinity. So be smart. Stay masked up. Don't put yourself in situations where there's a lot of people. Just try your best to be as smart as possible. Yeah. Because uh, COVID was, was scary in a sense that obviously it's taking a lot of lives or whatever. But from a, from a coaching perspective, you know, it's pretty stressful not knowing, man, we can win a district championship and do some amazing things. But if a group of kids get sick at the wrong time, that all goes out the window. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with basketball. Yeah. So, like, so self-discipline in that regard. Yeah. So, and yeah, on that note, Coach, I, I don't know. Communication I mean, with, with kids in that regard. Go ahead, Coach. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, man. I, I, you know, you're talking about something and it kind of brings up a situation with one of your players that I saw. Coach. Angel, you, are you Coach, there? Coach yeah. Mike. Yeah. Mike. You got me? Hey, Mike. Mike. Yeah. Can, can you start that whole thing over because you broke up a little bit? Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it, it it brings up something you, that I saw you guys kind of go through as a team with uh, with Angelo Zamundio, right? In his in his situation with his injury, and like yes, I saw that man, cool. and, and I felt for that kid. I felt for him real bad because I saw him playing well. I saw him kind of in a groove. You know, he had he had his challenges, um, but yep. was but was shining, man. And so, how did you how did you approach that? Because I think every high school coach needs to know how to approach that. And we can get your take on it because, man, you get a senior coming in, having a great senior season, and all of a sudden uh, injury takes him out for the rest of the season. How, how did you handle that? Well, you know, obviously everybody's initial reaction is, like, man, I hope he's okay. You know, you feel bad for the kid. He's a great kid. He works hard. Um, you know, he, he was averaging over 15 points and, and 12 rebounds a game. Yeah. And – and, you know, we were so spread out. He probably could have averaged 25, but we had yeah. so much scoring. Uh, you know, to average 15 on the team that, that we had five guys, six guys in double digits was tough. And he, um, 
you know, more more than anything though was his fire and his leadership and and his passion for making the guys around him better. He 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 was a phenomenal teammate in practice. He was he was making guys better, um, pushing them. You know, he was getting in their stuff when they needed it. He was he was giving them a hug when they needed it. He was a great leader in that regard. So we didn't just lose fifteen and twelve. We lost a floor general yeah. in that regard and an experience. And so that's a big blow, um, you know, but we had to obviously take the next man up approach. You know, this is a team. We still have a lot of weapons. We still have a lot of guys that can do uh, things with the ball. And, and, um, and we just have to have the next guy step up and, and, and make plays. And we had a decision to make. We had, to, we, we had to go smaller with, with Dalen Gonzalez is only about five, seven, yeah. You know, um, and or we can go with Fuente, who's about six three, six four, kind of plays the same position mm-hmm. as Angelo. And so we we made the decision to go smaller and quicker, and and the guys just continue to buy into what we were telling. And to Angelo Samudio's credit, you know, he and I had a one on one. You know, after you know, let a couple of days, let it marinate after the injury. Um, about continuing to lead, you know, being present. You know, using your voice. I know you can't do it from the floor anymore, but you can still be present. And and um, and he did a great job of of still being around, still picking the kids up when they needed it. You know, he was in Jordan Barajas' stuff more than anything. You know, you know, <laughs> firing them up, getting them ready. Yeah. You know, off from the bench. You know, off from practice. You know, um, so he he continued to lead vocally. And so that, that's huge for a young man to be able to do that. And uh, as much as he wanted to be out there, he still wanted to be a good teammate. Yeah. And so we just had, had to kind of show a, a sign of strength to the kids. Like, we're going to be here to support Angelo. And even though it's a big blow, we can still have success if we do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And they bought in and did X, Y, and Z. And, and we were still able to, to, to do some special things even after the injury. So, yeah. you know, I think the, the the coaches buying into it and the kids buying into it is huge. Yeah, no, it's it's really important. And and I think, you know, you got when you got guys like Chris Villarreal, you have you know you talk about that kid Daylon who just kind of came out of like came sprouted out of nowhere for me at least, jumped out. <laughs> yeah, like, that kid Puente too, man. I just saw him just just give himself up for rebounds and putbacks and second He's chances. He's a workhorse. He's a workhorse. Yeah. I was just yeah. like, oh, my God, who's this kid? Like, where did, you know, and just seeing that selflessness, you know, come out. Uh, Jordan, Jordan's a player. Jordan is Jordan is Jordan. And uh, so to have a guy like like Angelo still, you know, like you said, you know, use your, your voice to still hear, be present. That's great advice from a coach to a kid who's feeling like they're not part of it anymore. And and who and who knows where they're at mentally when that situation comes up? I've been there before. I know it's a depressing type of situation. It can can quite honestly take a different, a horrible turn. And uh, yes, so to still have them involved and still implement them in the game plan, so to speak, that's great. Great stuff on on, on your part and in your staff. Now, th- my next question is kind of leaning towards that about mental health because I don't think. We talk about it enough because some of us feel like we don't know enough, but as coaches, we can read, right? And so if we read more about it, uh, we'll find out a little bit more. We may never be the expert, but we may be dangerous enough to help somebody. Uh, So how important is the mental health of you, your team, and your staff? You know, it's uh, the utmost importance uh, being in a good headspace and being, you know, 
from a leadership standpoint, you obviously got to take care of yourself or you can't take care of anybody else. Right. And so you got to make sure your situation is right. And, and, um, and I've been blessed with, with great support and I've been blessed with, um, I've been through some, we've all been through some things in life that's difficult. And so being able to to be, you know, experience a lot, especially at an early age and, and going through it and understanding how to process this stuff and how a kid might perceive things. Um, it's allowed me, you know, to be able to connect with the kids when they when they are going through things. And so, you know, with, with obviously with Angelo, like in that situation, you knew that's that's difficult for anybody, especially a kid that you now was having a heck of a year. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, we knew it was tough. So just checking in with these guys daily, you know. And I think more importantly, you can't do that if you don't have a relationship with the guys. And so. All, all the work goes before that. You know, when things are going great, you're still talking with them. You know, you're chopping it up. You're having conversation. It has nothing to do with basketball and everything to do with just life and being kind of goofy sometimes and <laughs> showing showing some vulnerability, yeah. um, you know, to the kids. And, and you know, they know when it's when it's time to focus on, on basketball, we can do that. You know, but outside of this, we're, we're all people and, and, and can make some, some connections in that regard. So, Having that relationship prior with our guys, you know, allows us to really have difficult conversations when it's time to have difficult conversations. Nice. And so, you know, if you don't have that before, they're not going to want to talk to you, right? Yeah. They're not going to have that rapport. They're not going to want to sit down and cry and, um, and and see you tear up at the same time. I'm not a big crier at all. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why. I just don't. But. But, you know, there's times I have some very difficult conversations with the kids and you tear up a little bit and, you know, but that, that makes you human and that, that allows them to open up and, uh, you know, just, so it's, it's so important, you know, that, that your kids know that you're there for them mm-hmm. and that, that your door is open for them to go and talk to you. And, and so you can do that by not waiting until something bad happens, but just developing a relationship with them, you know, throughout just on a daily yeah, and so and so I think our staff does a great job. You know, uh, we just Andrew, uh, hired Andrew. Andrew. We just yeah. hired Andrew, and he does a good job with it with his guys of talking to him and developing a relationship, which is you know part of the reason we hired him. You know, just talking to him and getting to know him. I knew he was going to fit what we were looking for in an assistant coach, yeah. and so all, all of our coaches are really good about it. Yeah, and it, al- it allows us to get on the kids when it's time to really you know, uh, get on them and it allows us to love on them when it's time to love on them. Yeah. And, um, and the same goes for our staff, you know, especially, you know, COVID times, you know, making sure they're okay. You know, we have a snowstorm making sure, you know, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. I had one of my assistant coaches living with me for like uh, three days cause they didn't have no water, no, no heat. Wow. I was blessed to not lose any power. Yeah. And, uh, and he has a baby and it's like, man, just, just come stay with us. And so yeah. he brought his kid over and, and his wife and his mother-in-law, we just had this big old, <laughs> big old party in my house for a few years. And, and, nice. and, uh, and so just making sure that everybody's okay. I think that's important because we can't do our job. Can't even talk basketball if we're not okay. Yeah, no, it goes back to that saying. And it's so true to, you know, with this generations coming up is they don't know, they don't care how much you know till they know how much you care. And, and that, sure. and that is, you know, it's, it's so true moving forward with how kids are built, how they think, how they process, even us as adults, as we grow, how we think. And, uh, yep. you know, you talk about coach Andrew, 
Yeah, he's one of my fa- he's one of my former players there at Cross. And so I see, yeah. you know, I've seen him on the bench makes me proud, not because I feel like, well, I had I had a hand in that because I don't think I did, but he's my brother. We came from the same high school, you know, stuff like that. That, yeah. And it's good to hear he takes that approach because I think when you can surround yourself with a staff that takes the same amount of care and intentionality, man, you're going to have something great brewing because it's not just coming from you, yeah. it's coming from them. And it's like everybody yeah. knows. It's, it's, it's like... Yeah, all our coaches care, not just one, not just the other. Yeah. They all care, and that's... You know, it's, it's funny you say that because, uh, you know, we, we had a... You know, I'm not going to name names or situations, but we had a real heart-to-heart, a very difficult situation, you know. And, you know, the kid broke down, and, you know, I, you know we just loved on him and counseled him. And when he left, I looked at Andrew and said, well, there's was, there's was your very first one. You're very, it was a big moment. Yeah, and I no, I said, how do you feel? He's like, man, this is uh, this is much much more important than just coaching basketball. I said, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is this is this is much deeper than that. You know, the kid trusted us enough with a with to express what he was feeling, and, and had a, and uh, had a moment, and and we were we were able to be there for him. Yeah, and so yeah, that gives me goosebumps. You know, thinking about it, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, but I think at that moment too, he realized, man, this is this is uh. What we do is, is, is much deeper than the basketball. For sure. It's everything. It's everything because you chose that profession. When you work with young people, when you work with anybody other than yourself, you have to consider their thoughts, their feelings, their emotions, and how they view you and how they receive your voice and your leadership. And then all of a sudden you realize, I'm a leader. I'm a counselor. I'm a psychologist sometimes or psychiatrist or whatever. I'm an ear, I'm a friend, I'm all these things. Yet I thought I was just going to be drawing up X's and O's and yelling every now and then from the <laughs> sideline. And then all of a sudden yeah. it's like, whoa, this is bigger than basketball. And that, and it should be. And, it, it, and, it, and here yeah. again, anybody listening that thinks that basketball is just X's and O's, and you're, you're lost and, and you, need to, you need to find something that is tangible within that profession that you can touch, sure. feel, taste, say, nah, this is about people. It's not about the X's and O's. It's about the Jimmys and Joes. And so, and, and exactly. I, yeah, it, we we, we got to get to that. So, yeah, great stuff, man. Now, you know, yeah, go ahead. I, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I just watched all of Last Chance You, <sighs> and you see, you get to see firsthand, though, uh, the basketball one. Yeah. The different personalities and different issues everybody's going through. Yeah. And, you know, it kind of painted a good uh, light in that regard for people to see. Yeah. What no, you're talking about. Yeah, no, the, the the whole for me, the whole idea of having a camera crew on on a JUCO team is like, whoa, that's uh, yeah. that's crazy. Like, <laughs> man, that's that could that could get really, really real. And I think it was kind of scaled down a little bit. Like, I heard people say, <laughs> yeah, there be some people were like, they should have been at you know somewhere in Texas or Florida. Uh, but I think I think the whole the whole idea of what you know junior college JUCO is about was kind of translated. So. That's that's yeah. that's good stuff. Yeah, you're right. That was some amazing stuff. Now, your support system coach at home, your wife, your kids, your family. How important is that support system to you? It's uh, monumental, man. You know, I got a great wife. She uh, she loves hoops, man. She was more devastated than anybody when Kobe died. Now she yeah. lives it. She breathes it. She never. She didn't play it. She just loves it. She loves yeah. the game. She's always been one to go to all of my tournaments in the Latino circuit and, and travel and watch. And, and uh, she watches it. She watches film with me. She'll help me stat it sometimes. Uh, she, 
<laughs> I, I get when I leave the school, I'll call her. She's like, I don't know what you're thinking. You should have. I'm like, man, not right now. <laughs> you know, you know, she's a, my biggest critic, but yeah. my biggest fan. Yeah. Um, uh, so uh, she, she keeps it real. And so uh, having that support is huge. She, and she, she loves our kids and our program just as much as I do. So she understands why I'm, I'm gone late or why I, I, we have to go scout or we have to practice this or, or what we all, I thought it was off season. Well, there is no real off season. You still got to do these things. Yeah. And so, but she understands it. So like she gets it. So being, being able to have someone that gets it um, allows you to, to put into your program without worrying about you know, home. And obviously I got to do my job as a husband to make sure she feels appreciated because she, uh, you know, I appreciate the heck out of her. Um, you know, and the kids, obviously, you know, uh, they love being in the gym. Uh, they're, they're big diehard McCollum fans. You know, <laughs> yeah. they, they can't stand Maroon. They don't like Harlandale. They already, they're, <laughs> you know, they're, 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 they're all, they're immersed fully into it and they're, yeah. they're understanding, but they get it. Um, you know, and then my dad, my dad goes to my games uh, sometimes. Uh, funny story, when I got hired, you know, my dad was crazy. He used to get thrown out of my games as a, when I was a kid all the time. What? <laughs> he, just awesome. being loud and That's yelling awesome. at the refs. He, he was, he was, he's a crazy guy. So when I got hired, it was the same athletic director. He said, hey, man, I'm going to need you to talk to your dad. You know, I know you're not playing, but just uh, let him know, hey, you know, you represent. And I said, no, I got you. I got you. I'll talk to him. He's been good. He don't, he don't get on the rest no more. But, uh, but my brothers, my nephews, I've got, I've got a great group of friends. Like, no joke, in the stands, I have, like, at least 20, 25 people. Nice. Uh, that are just, like, family and friends that, that go and watch. They have nothing to do with the kids. They just go and support it because I'm a part of it. But knowing that I have that support, you know, it makes me want to do great things even more. It wants me to continue to push. And, yeah. and, and I see that you know, they're proud. And so I want to continue to make people proud. And so having that support from, from my people is, is I, I can't, I can't explain how important it is and, and how, you know, my success that, that we've been, been able to have is because of, of their support. Yeah. Especially my wife. Yeah. With that many people at your games coach coming in, paying the, the entrance fee, you got the refs covered right there, so you always know we got them. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna be able to pay, pay those three refs. <laughs> but no, that, that, yeah. that's great stuff, man. I mean, I think everybody, everybody wants affirmation. Everybody wants to feel like there's a safety net of some sort, and that comes in the form of a support system. That comes in the form of people cheering you on and rooting you on. Even like you said about your wife being your biggest critic, but your biggest fan. <laughs> Who doesn't need that accountability? You feel like you're accountable to yeah. them as well. And I yeah. think and I think kids, when they learn that we want accountability from them, we also have to have it somehow too. And I think that plays into that. Not just your AD, your principal, your coordinator, but also your family. That's a sense of like, okay, I have to answer to them too. Uh, yeah, I got to go home to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, want, I can't get kicked out of games or get technicals and stuff like that. So, cause they, they'll know. And, uh, so yeah, man, that's great stuff. Now I, I, I you kind of given us the kind of rundown maybe why you do what you do, but I want to ask you directly, coach, why do you do what you do? To serve man, to, to give back, you know, to give to people, um, to give back to the kids that I used to be, uh, in the neighborhood, my brothers, you know, my family, uh, you know, my goal every day is to wake up 
And I might be weird or crazy. I, know I wake up in this crazy good mood every day. I'm all hyper, <laughs> you know, four four thirty in the morning. I'm just like ready to go. And uh, and it drives some people nuts that I work closely with at work. They're like, man, you're too awake right now. I'm like, what do you mean I'm too awake? <laughs> you're not awake enough. And but but my goal is to you know just make somebody's life better that day if I can, you know. Yeah. And to give give to people, give in to people, and if sometimes it's just being positive all the time, then 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 it's just being positive all the time. But um, but you know, just giving to people, man, and and, and hope, hope hopefully the energy, the positive energy, I can I can give out, you know, can help make their day better or their lives better. And 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 for the kids in the community that I work directly with, you know, hopefully I can play a small part in in helping lay a foundation. So that way when they get out of high school, it has nothing to do with basketball, but when they get out of high school, they, they can find success in whatever venture they, they, they choose to go on. You know, whatever whatever route they take, the foundation of hard work and discipline and accountability and teamwork, all of those things put together that they learned in our program, um, hopefully they can carry that into their, into their lives as, as husbands and fathers and, and, and employees or employers. Yeah, now that's great. Because you're 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 setting a foundation, helping their you know their parents set a foundation and reinforcing those things, and and I think okay. that's all that's what every parent wants. They want to know their kid's going to be a part of a program where their child is not just going to learn a sport, but learn a discipline, learn to be disciplined. Like you talked earlier about self discipline. How many of us would love to see our young people be so disciplined in life? We don't ever have to worry about them. As a matter of fact, we would yeah. it would be the opposite. We'd worry that we weren't living up to their standards. And I think that's uh, that's something that any program that it looks to do that a coach like yourself who looks to do that can really find you know true value in every student, every player, everybody who's involved, all stakeholders. And so that's great, man, because it, it's it's the long game. It's not the short game. It's not what how can I use you right now for the four years. It's how can how can you use me in the process as well. Like let's let's collaborate and uh, good stuff, man. Really, really good stuff. Now. You've had some success. You won district this year. Go to the playoffs. You, you, there's a lot of things that, from an onlooker standpoint, like myself, I say, man, that guy's a successful coach. You know, he's got the buy-in from his team. Number one, that's successful. Uh, I'm sure the community supports you and loves you. That's another successful uh, attribute or trait. But how do you define success as a coach? Um. You know, did I help these kids' lives become better? You know, did I, I guess, did I, did I develop the relationships of trust and love? You know, the same way I feel like, you know, my coaches did for me. You know, I get married, I, you know, I call them, invite them to the wedding, send them an invitation, you know, that kind of thing. Um, you know, hopefully I'm, and we're doing that. You know, I'm, this is my seventh year as a head coach. Um, you know, spent several as an assistant and still have relationships with those kids. You know, but to have kids, like yesterday I had a kid from a couple of years ago that graduated from our, our team. He, he just swore in to the Navy, right? So he's, he's about to leave soon. Yeah. Um, you know, I had, had another kid, you know, he, he calls me every time he's in town from his from his military duties. Or, you know, he's going through, he was going through uh, to become a uh, special forces. Wow. Uh, so he was, he was kind of giving me the whole process and, and the things he needed to do to become better. And, and, you know, that, that stuff makes me proud, you know, when a kid has a baby. Yeah. And the father tells me, hey, coach, I'm, I'm going to be a father. You know, what do you, what do you think? You know, but those conversations 
two, three, four, five years after they graduate. You know, that, that, that's way more impactful in my life than, than winning, you know, a couple of different championships as we have, uh, you know, just having that relationship with the kid afterwards, knowing that they're okay in life, you know, knowing that you made enough impact in their life that they want to call you and say, hey, coach, let's go have dinner. Uh, you know, that stuff is, is great. Um, and so that's, that to me, that's, that defines success for us. That's great. Yeah. Nah, man, that, that is real success. I don't, I don't know how many coaches out there that have, you know, had a process of four years with a player. And at the end of that process, the kid is like, I can't stand that guy. Get me away from him. I can't wait no. to get out of here. And, and I've heard it no. all, I've heard it all too much. And I've always thought the same thing, like what you just kind of eloquently put together. Like, why can't we be that? Why can't we like yeah. every coach should do that. And every coach listening right now, you know, that's, it's kind of a blueprint and uh, that may not be your blueprint, but take some of that, take some of that and, and interject it and apply it to your coaching philosophy, if you will, because that's uh, very fruitful and it's very beneficial for all, for everybody involved. Now, coach, uh, you know, we're always teaching. You said you're an educator, your coach, you know, husband, father, you know, we're always teaching. We're always giving out information, knowledge, and trying to apply that knowledge. But I would ask you, what have you learned about yourself throughout your career? Um, you know, as my wife says, I'm not always right. <laughs> um, no, uh, <laughs> in all seriousness, man, just, just, uh, you know, being, uh, being, humble enough to, to open yourself up to learning all the time, yeah. you know, being a lifelong learner, um, you know, what I've learned from coaches before me and better than I, uh, uh, and more success is that you always have to be learning nonstop as much as possible. Yeah. You know, whatever you can take from this person, that person, you know, nobody invented the wheel. Yeah. And so, uh, just continue to grow, continue to learn, um, and, and being open to new ideas. You know, as a young coach, you come in thinking you know everything and you want to change the world, you know, and, and obviously that's not the case. Uh, but, you know, being being open to new ideas and 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 just, like I said, being a lifelong learner. That's great. Yeah, no. but, but my wife put it best probably. If you're not always right. <laughs> you know, I don't know who hasn't heard that from their wife. Uh, and, and, uh, and I think they're the ones that are going to help us to be lifelong learners, whether we, whether we're open to it or not. I think that's, uh, I'm still learning, man. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I like what you're saying, coach, because we're not, uh, we're not a finished product, just like the players we coach, just like the parents we deal with. Because I think high school coaches, the one, the one commonality we've all had was, at some point we had to deal with a parent that was just, you know, maybe out of pocket. Maybe they were right. Yeah. They just, yeah. they just approached it wrong or, you know, we got a big old long two page email, uh, you know, yeah. or the principal was like, Hey, I need to talk to you about that and how we handle that, how we manufacture uh, some character to, to be learned and to be, you know, grown out of that and developed out of that is, you know, we, you can we, you can learn those things at home as well with your spouse. They can teach you how to <laughs> learn to, to to apply those things. But you know, you're 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 better for it all. You're better for all the things that you've learned. Uh, it's just fantastic, man. I love hearing coaches say those things because I know that they mean it. Uh, some people say it and 
maybe they want to do it. They just don't have the nerve to actually step up and do it. But you're doing it, and that's great. Now, my last question, Coach, is always about legacy. And I know you still got a long ways to go seven years in, but, you know, maybe maybe you'll be that lifer that is there till you're 80-something, 90-something, and they'd have to bury you on the court. But uh, what would you want to be said of you when your career is all said and done, Coach? You know, I have a great example in, in Denny Smith, who who was at McCollum for like 30 years. He, uh, you know, is a, an amazing coach. You know, he's a grandfather to Bridge Wasco. You know, when I was a kid, he was our one of our athletic directors. And so I, I got a good example of what it's like to spend a lot of time in the community and give, give everything you have. You know, his wife, Nancy, she's involved in the community. They're, I mean, they're in their 80s now, but, but even up to like last year, I would see him at, community golf fundraisers and, and they're just immersed into it. Mm-hmm. And so I, I would not love for something similar to happen where, where me and my family are, are just immersed into a community for so long. We, we become a part of it. And, um, and, uh, you know, hopefully I, I know that, you know, they say we, we help some kids have, uh, you know, better lives and better foundations. And, and we, we made the community proud in that regard. Um, yeah, it'd be nice to, you know, win more games and do those things, but for more about the lives we affect for the positive, that's that's what I would like the legacy to be. Fantastic, Coach. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time, brother. I really do. I thank you for coming on. Yes, and, I, and I really wanted to do this to honor you because I know uh, I, see, I see the work you guys put in, high school coaches in general. I see, especially this year, seeing the hard work y'all guys put in. And uh, just appreciate appreciate y'all so much for that. And uh, here again, man, thank you for taking the time and making the time. Well, I, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate what you do with uh, with giving your time as well. You know, through all the different things you do with Alamo City Hoops and everything, the podcast. I know that's not easy as well. Yeah. Um, you know, and just getting different stories out there and perspectives, my brother. I, I appreciate everything. So, so I wish you nothing but but success moving forward. Likewise, brother.